Hey everybody, this is John. We're about to get into our conversation uh, with Richie. If you tuned in on Tuesday, you know that we're talking about social media. So we will uh, conclude that and then Kurt and I will give uh, some resources that can be helpful for parents or youth workers wanting to think more about technology. And then Kurt and I also give uh, just a, a schedule for the rest of uh, this year. Uh, what we're going to do, we're going to break for a few months and then uh, what we're going to do this summer. So stay tuned for that right at the end. Hope you guys enjoy it. Here's our conversation today. Hey guys, welcome back to Parents Today. Uh, we're joined uh, today by John Parrott, uh, of course, uh, who has left the studio. I don't know where he is right now. I'm in charge. So, I can hear you, Kurt. <laughs> um, and, and we're also joined by the Reverend, the right Reverend, Richie Sessions, uh, REF Campus Minister at Nashville, Tennessee, uh, in Nashville, Tennessee. Richie, welcome again. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. Okay, well, we're continuing our discussion about social media. Um, and I think we ended last yesterday with uh, talking about uh, why we post things or asking ourselves why we post things. I want to pose a question to you guys. Uh, because I think some of this ground has been tread before, but I, I, I'll just, I'll put it like this. Do you see, do you see us walking this back at all? Um, and if like, it seems like everything is, is headed in, in the social media direction. Is there any slowing it down or walking it back? And if there is in your mind, what does that look like? That's a good question and uh, haven't given off. I only ask good questions. That's, that's a good point. Um, well, one of the rules of this podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and jump in um, and say, yes, I think there, there could be uh, some, some pulling us back. Isn't that the, the question you asked? Is there any jumping back or pulling? Is, how did you pose the, the question? John, I, I can't be responsible for it. I can't talk and listen for you at the same time. But we'll get our producers to play back the recording and see if they can help us out yeah. later. Um, Is there any – do either one of you see, like, do you see how – what it would look like to to walk it back, to walk some of this back and to maybe uh, to get – when you get out of social media – and not us, we're old and no one cares about us anymore, but I'm talking about young people. Um, what – what would it look like for there to be, um, for there to be uh, a a movement away from social media interaction and toward what I would call real interaction? <laughs> um, yeah, I guess I don't know. If this is just try, you know being optimistic, but but it seems like as we've said plenty of times, there is more and more research coming out there is, you know, more and more literature just being published of concerns and people sharing things like this. I mean, the fact that we're having this discussion, I think is fruit of there could be change um, because, you know, as we, we said, these are, if we're just talking about smartphones and then social media, I mean, new devices, new technology that we're still trying to figure out, uh, you know, what, what do these things do? And then as we said, the research there's not as much out there because there's just not much to research because it hasn't been around that long. But, you know, we've said Jean Twangy, Dr. Jean Twangy's name multiple times on this podcast. And, you know, when she 
had that Atlantic article come out. I mean, it was just kind of a shockwave that seemed to, you know, all the major news media outlets picked it up and, you know, her research, I mean, pointing to depression, anxiety, all of that. I mean, you know, the largest mental health crisis uh, in United States history, things like that, I think are getting people's attention. And I mean, just the fact that there's also a conversation of putting an age um, on, you know, when you can have a device like that. Um, I think, you know, some people are waking up to that. Um, at the same time, you know, when we bring up Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, I mean, multi-billion dollar companies who are powerful and um, have a way of maybe getting around that. And I mean, it is scratching an itch in our, in our hearts. Um, it's everybody's on it for a reason. So uh, I guess maybe I could argue it both ways and I sound like I'm starting to contradict myself. So maybe Richie or Kurt can jump in. <laughs> well, I, I think that's, I agree with you there. Um, Edmund Clowney, <clears throat> Ed Clowney had this uh, great definition of the church. He calls it the colony of heaven and that we embody the values of the church. We embody the values of Christ and the kingdom, right. And of heaven here on earth. And so thinking about this context, people, especially people, Gen Z, let's just take Gen Z, that it's, it's a lonely, fragmented um, generation, right? And so I wonder if the church should almost, like the, to, to really embody the gospel, the colony of heaven, become more tactile, more, more local, smaller, more hospitable, warmer, in very tangible ways. Or as I remember Jeremy Jones back in Memphis used to say, uh, embarrassingly simple and practical acts of love. And so while so much, it it almost, it seems really simple, but I, I feel like for us to become more childlike and more humble means we become more aware, more present in the world that we are. So our, so our spaces become more hospitable. We become more focused on like breaking bread together. We, we become, we become in, in a sense smaller and much more individual, like focused on actual people and actual stories, flesh and flesh, flesh and blood people in a way that embodies it in this very sort of uh, ethereal cloud, like electronic existence. Um, in ways that are very practical and very, uh, like I said, tactile and very um, basic. Hey, I, I almost like, yeah. I was going to say, you used, you used some pretty, I mean, you're a fancy college guy, you know, and, you, and you're at Vanderbilt. So, you know, you can use some vocabulary there that um, a lot of them get. But for someone who went to Mississippi State, um, uh, could you elaborate a little bit about what you mean by tactile? Uh, when you yeah, say, yeah, sorry. Yeah. No, so, that's good. I mean, I need to say right now, I totally know what tactile means. But Kurt saw Kurt saw me drooling and went cross-eyed when he said tactile. So that's for yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Let me let me back it up, guys. Uh <laughs> look, so here's what I mean. I mean that our students are looking at pictures of people eating meals. Tactile means actually eat a meal with a human. Mm. They're looking at pictures of, they're looking at pictures of someone's dessert. 
um, and and go have dessert and don't take a picture of it with someone. That's the colony of heaven. And so it means getting really, really basic. And I think that's part of, there's a, there's a movement even within our culture, like the slow food movement and some of those things to really pull back. They, they want this very personal, almost like a step, it would seem into obscurity, but a, an actual event with a real flesh and bone person sitting there uh, that's not tweetable. Mm. Yeah, I mean, just to jump back into digital minimalism, I mean, you're talking about being tactile and the slow food movement. I mean, he referenced a cafe. It might be in San Francisco. I cannot remember where, but the cafe, it costs $5 just to get into the cafe. There's no Wi-Fi, and it's just all board games. And people come in to sit and to play board games and to have conversation. And they said the line is around the corner. I mean, just to get into this place. So there is this longing for this, like a kind of tactile, actual face-to-face conversation um, that, that's yeah taking place. There is, there's a movement for sure. And, and look, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and jump into kind of, kind of steering this towards uh, our teenagers and what, how we can best disciple our children in this just kind of based off of your comment. One reason I'm doing this is I know Richie needs to jump off before too long and we want to be sensitive to, to his time. But uh, Richie, maybe maybe start there for us. Of, you said you have an 11th grader. Is that your oldest? Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And so you're, you're dealing with this. I mean, they're, they're in this world. And so you, you talked about your own heart and just the uh, and it's an accelerant in, in all of those issues. I mean, my heart as well. And so how do you have these conversations with your children? What, what kind of limits do you set up for them? Just kind of give us some thoughts there. Well, we felt like you were almost pushing back the tide constantly. Like there's just this, we were always talking about devices and when are we going to get a device? And so we, we, we didn't let them have it until middle school, any kind of device until middle school, which, you know, that was our decision. Our kind of, honestly, we just kind of are still scratching our heads. Was that the right decision? And then we have, we have really high control of their social media stuff. Like we have a, what's called Disney Circle. Uh, I know there's probably a lot out there, but Disney Circle, like when it's up, it's up. It, and, and there is a weeping and gnashing of teeth when their Disney Circle time is up. Uh, we have just really tight controls. We have a complete, we are, we have to see, we're, we're able to see as much as we can, uh, all knowing that they can sneak around and do types of things, but we just try to keep the conversation very open and honest about, about pornography, about what social media does to me, like, and about how it affects us as humans. And just, just, we want to keep it lines of communication open and then with accountability and then really protecting them from themselves and protecting them from a world that they don't understand, like just the darkness that it can have. And so trying to have wisdom and being the bad guy a lot, like a lot, like every day, or letting my wife be the bad guy most of the time. That's good. <laughs> that's good. That's- well, I, I think that's helpful. I mean, I don't, I, I'm sure Kurt's laughing at that, but it's so hard to, to be the bad guy. I mean, we want to be the hero. We want to be liked by our children. And there is, I mean, we, we should be friends with our children to a degree, but then also we're in authority over them. And so we've got to, to make those tough decisions, um, not to be, you know, too, not that we're going to strike the perfect balance, but I think that's an important comment to be made that parents, okay, we've, we've got to just be the bad guy here. So I think that's, that's good. I don't know if Kurt was going to um, make fun of that or while you're no, I was just laughing because I feel like oftentimes I'm, I have to be the bad guy. Um, and 
in our parenting situation. Um, I'm the, I'm the stern dad, you know, and mom, but we're in that, we're in that phase. It just depends on where your kids are, but we're in that phase where everyone, you know, we're, we're not where I'm not where you guys are yet. Right. I don't, I have to be the bad guy about like not picking up your toys. Not, you know, we're not, we're not to that phase yet. So, uh, I was going to say, uh, one, I, I, I know Richie's children, so it's kind of fun to think of them actually gnashing their teeth at Richie like, when he turns their social media off. Um, I've got, like, you know, I just I know what they look like, so I just in my head I could just see them, like, like baring their teeth at me, uh, which I'm sure that's not how it actually goes, but uh, who knows. Uh, okay, well, what about modeling uh, – what about modeling – uh, social media uh, consumption for your students and what about like okay for a college student good like go eat a meal instead of like just looking at other people eat a meal go do something be active be present okay good okay well what about like for your for your younger students who are in junior high and high school when everyone is on their phones you know how do you how do you get them to um, – you're asking them to be weird. You're asking them to be different. Like, how do you uh, how do you coach your children to live, you know, a more tactile way in – and um, to use one of Richie's words, in, <laughs> um, you know, in this cloud that we live in? Um, you know, how do you, how do you coach them to do that? I think that's something that parents – parents are just like, well, just be active. Well – kids don't know what that means um especially these children so we of course we haven't done it perfectly but when we have taken our phone away from our kids either by grounding or just saying hey we're going to do this vacation with no phones it's like they it, it it's like transformational it, it really is. They like, they ride their bike. They, they play board games, literally play They want to play cards. They're like, what are these things? These are <laughs> cards. Like, they, they, it, it, I think there's an immaturity thing that we're afraid of, of, uh, we're afraid of doing these things, but the reality is they don't, they're not able to process that stuff. And when they, when they take, when it's taken away from them, they kind of come back online in real life really quick. I've seen that. Just, that's, just like get rid of it like <laughs> that's good to hear you say that and just uh at times when you hear richie laugh for those of you who are listening kurt makes funny faces during the podcast so uh he does that to me all the time but he's he's doing it right now um so just to defend richie uh there now i, th- I think that's important to say that but again to to have parents hear that, but because I know there, there have also been articles written and research that, you know, they'll send teenagers to a camp with no smartphones and the withdrawal is crazy and it's gnashing of teeth, all that. But then very quickly they bounce back and they become children and they're, you know, doing tactile things. Uh, we can have somebody add up how many times we said tactile on this podcast, but, um, but that, that's good to hear just a testimony of that and that um, you know, playing cards, board games, that, that kind of, thing look you've got to to leave in just a a couple of minutes uh last thing i wanted to ask is we talked about the the negative that comes out of our heart jealousy bitter shame all of that are you able to have those conversations with your children and do they agree about that are they like oh you're overreacting dad Um, but do they do they agree and see that yes and no so yes when 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 they've gotten really hurt 
And there are moments, those teachable moments where they realize like, yeah, it does do that. But most, that's like a 10% window. Like that's 10%. 90% is like, I'm just the old guy. Like I'm just old. They're, they, they look at me just like, okay. And I'll make up jokes like, are you on, are you on Snapgram again? Are you on, are you on the face? Like I'll do all that kind of stuff, but, and they, and, and make a joke about it. But most of the time they're very reluctant, but it's in the, I do get that little window when they've gotten their feelings hurt or something. They realize, yeah, this makes me feel terrible. Just mm-hmm. little moments. But I think you just have to st- stay with it. But I, it's just keep showing up, but it's hard. It's mm-hmm. just a constant thing. You can't ever, you've got to keep the conversation going, I think. Well, look, Richie, I know you need to jump off. Uh, Kurt and I are going to stay on, and we're going to continue and then wrap this up in a, a few minutes. Kurt, is there anything you want to ask before Richie gets off? Richie, any last words? No, I appreciate you guys. And I'll see you all hopefully in uh, RYM, various places, Colorado. Colorado. I think yeah. all three nice. of us will be there. We'll, so. we'll be there. Yeah, look forward to it. See you in the mountains. Yeah, thanks for joining see us, you dudes. Have a good one. Thank you, Richie. Awesome. So, Kurt, it's just us. Um, for those who are, are listening, what we'll do, we'll start to, to wrap this up. But uh, I want us to give a few resources uh, that would be helpful, uh, books, articles, podcasts that continue this discussion. And then we also want to let our listeners know about a plan that we have for this summer, uh, kind of a, a special season three of Parenting Today that we're, we're planning on. Um, so <clears throat> I guess since I'm talking, uh, I've said digital minimalism already, Cal Newport, I think that would be a very helpful book because he, he not only addresses the problem, but then gives us kind of concepts and just a, a framework to, to start thinking about, okay, what can we do with our time that's more uh, important, more valuable than, uh, you know, just wasting it away on social media. I've got a, a few other things. Kurt, what, what do you have? What do I have about what? no um i'm glad that you got those resources i was just gonna say uh that i was just gonna say that when our richie was talking about how um like 10 percent of the time his his kids understand it and about 90 percent of the time they don't understand it or they think oh well you're just being old or you're just being, uh, you know, whatever, uh, you know, the out of touch dad or whatever, whatever, you know, phrase kids are using now. Um, all that to say is that that 10%, I was just going to say that 10% is important. Um, that's an important 10%. Uh, when you, your students will, your, your children will get hurt on social media. Um, and they'll see how it is bad and they'll never see it when they'll only see it when it hurts them. They won't see it. They won't care or they won't see about it when it doesn't hurt them, when it benefits them, you know? And so, you know, it's kind of like, uh, well, I'll, I'll use this example. My son plays soccer, well, seven year old soccer, you know, and, uh, you know, we lose most of the time and win every now and again. But we got absolutely destroyed um, the last game uh, this week. We got just completely dominated and destroyed. Um, there's no other way to put it. Um, and I think only when, uh, only when, 
I think one thing I noticed about Campbell is that he he only notices people's like poor sportsmanship when he was on the other end of losing or when he's on the bad end. He doesn't totally notice like his own celebration and excitement when he wins. He only notices it when he loses. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, and I, this is, I see this with my high school students too, right? Uh, they, they really are critical of other people who, of how people win or whatever when, they're, when, when they are the ones receiving the loss. Uh, they're not so critical or ready to scrutinize themselves when they are the ones who won. Uh, and this is true of me. It's true of everyone, right? And so, you know, Richie says, well, not, you know, 90% of the time they just think I'm out of touch, but the 10% of the time, you know, they get hurt by it or they see like the other side. That's an important 10%. That's the, that's the teachable moment, right? Because that's when they can see it. They can only see it. We can't expect them to be these sage uh, people who can look at, you know, when everything's going their way, be able to look at it and be like, mm, this is, you know, I can see that from the other side. Um, so that's not, I, I just want that as a point of encouragement, I want to say that 10% is a really important 10%. No, yeah, I think that's a good word. Um, Kurt, I know we're starting to, to wrap this up. Uh, another book that I, I want to throw out there, and I've said it before, but the book Them by Ben Sass, a Nebraskan senator. A very helpful book. Um, the subtitle is Why We Hate Each Other and How to Heal. And, I mean, one of the things that, that he highlights is, I mean, social media and really how it's created so much tension among, I mean, if we're just talking about political sides the, the right and the left and, and it's not really a political book he even says that from from the outset even though that's what he does and he obviously gets into some of that it's such an interesting book um that he gives four um kind of uh he has the to-do list and he has four things on the to-do list of how we need to move forward and one of the four is set tech limits um and he talks about technology and he sits on the a cybersecurity council for the United States. I mean, and he just talks about some of the most brilliant minds are uh, being invested in to make you more addicted to your social media. And, you know, we, we, we hope have gotten past the point where it doesn't just sound like conspiracy theory or whatever. I mean, it is proven people have been on record who, you know, I can think of uh, a woman who I think was part of the committee that invented the like button for Facebook. And she was admitted, yeah, we did that completely to create addiction in people. And that's what they're trying to do. And so that, that's a very concerning uh, reality. And especially for Christians, I mean, that, that should sober us because we know, yes, there's in a spectrum as we talk about addictions, but when we're talking about behavioral addictions, a lot of this is simply idolatry. And uh, we've got to repent of that. We've got to be cautious of that. And so that is a, a major concern as we talk about social media is the addictive aspect of it. And, you know, this book, Them, is a very good read. Um, the last thing I'll say, and then I'll turn it over to you, Kurt, is an article that's been out for a while. It was um, May 21st of 2018, written by Tony Reinke, who wrote the book, 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. He has an article at Desiring Guide, 12 Tips for Parenting in the Digital Age. Um, so that, that's a very helpful article. Uh, you can check that out. I mean, he talks about some of the trends among teenagers. He has five marks of this iGen generation. And then he gives uh, just those 12 tips for parenting iGen uh, uh, teens. And uh, anyway, he's got, I think, 
two teenagers in his house and uh, multiple kids. So anyway, he's in the middle of all this and uh, his advice is helpful. Uh, Kurt, anything you want to say as we close this out? No, I think that's, I, I think you, you, you pretty much nailed it. And I, I know that we're running up. Um, sorry. And my computer is like trying to go crazy right now in the <laughs> middle of this. So well, no, and, and I guess that helped me remember there's one last thing we want to say as we're, we're closing this out. You know, this is May as this is airing. Um, we're starting to wind down parenting today. Kurt and I are going to take a break from parenting today for a little while, but something we thought would be an interesting uh, podcast theme uh, over this summer, uh, just especially in light of social media. And we've talked about shared experiences and the importance of shared experiences. Uh, what we're going to try to do is Stranger Things season three comes out uh, July, I think July 4th. And, you know, as it is released, all episodes are out there for everyone to binge watch and to finish and, you know, 24 hours and a, a few days. What Kurt and I thought would be interesting is to create a shared experience among you know, the two of us on this podcast, but those who are listening, and maybe we'll iron out some of these details and get them to you guys. Maybe do two episodes a week, and then Kurt and I will discuss those episodes the following week, and you guys can tune in and just hear our discussion about that, and then do two episodes the, the next week, and just kind of keep it that way so it's a shared experience. I mean, again, just going back to the, the book Them, uh, he highlights the fact that there are not shared experiences among our um, just our culture, our world at all. That uh, there's so many television shows out there that people just kind of watch in isolation, and then they come together to talk to other people about them, and then they're not able to have that that conversation. And so we thought maybe this could help foster some shared experience and um, some interesting conversation, and be an interesting concept for us that we might be able to to pull off uh, this summer. Um, so look, and I say that. Saying at the same time, we don't know all the content the, that's going to be in these episodes. We know that's a very serious uh, concern that we want to be cautious of. If we, you know, as they're released and we find out there's something, you know, explicit or whatever, we would scrap all of this and we don't want to uh, en encourage anything that would, you know, cause others to, to stumble. We want to be sensitive there, but also try to create something unique. Kurt, anything you want to add to that? No, I think it could be cool or it could be something that we have to, that blows up in our faces, which I'm here for that. I'm <laughs> here for both. So, all right, John, we need to, we need to uh, let these people get on with whatever they're doing. Um, and, uh, and they need to be present and quit listening to this podcast. So go be present. Um, and thank you for joining us on parenting today. See you later, John. See you, Kurt.